is looking at you, kid. You're going to need a bigger boat. Right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. I'll have what she's had. Boss will be with you, always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Manning Franks. I am your host of the show, Gone with the Wind. And today we have a live stream, re, uh, not reaction, predictions of the Golden Globes. What we're going to be looking forward to is the Golden Globes are today at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe 5 p.m. Pacific, but I don't know time zones. I'm bad at names, bad at time zones, I'm bad at anything, almost anything not related to media. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. It's going to be live off the cuff. We're going to try to keep it about an hour, hour 15 is the goal. Uh, so thank you all for joining. And first, I want to go ahead and welcome my panelists here today to talk about our predictions for the Golden Globes. Of course, you have, I'm going to go right below me, and that is Abe. Hello, buddy. How are you guys doing? What a- do I suck I about to say, I think we have more robotic reaction. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we had this problem beforehand. Um, Abe, but hello. Just want to give you a heads up. We have robotic Abe back. Um, but besides Abe, we have... Wait, I'm going to try to do, do this. Uh, Malcolm! Yeah, I think the blokes, um, like, I'll pretend to be good so they go live, then I'll come back um, later. But... <laughs> What oh. um, <laughs> just last name? But um, with that means said, um, I'm, it's a lot of fun. It's nice and early in the morning for me, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we had planned to do this uh, uh, Saturday, but a couple of factors, you know, kind of stopped. But we realized, you know, we could get everyone on if we did it at this time, except a- Abe now. Abe apparently is having technical difficulties, so hopefully he will come right back. Uh, but also, we have a special guest here today. Our, I'm currently editing one of the podcasts that we are. Uh, it was this the last the podcast me and him edited was going to be 60, but this one is now 60. Instead, the one you're going to see later is 61, where we have a Sundance recap. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dan Skip Allen. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, welcome. I'm glad to be back again with you guys. You know, I love talking about awards and awards season, and uh, hopefully we won't have too many hot takes with our picks here today. This is going to be interesting because I think this year, more so than almost any other years that we have recently, is that it is very – the playing field is not set in stone for two reasons. One, for COVID, and one, there's no seems to be one critical darling. Yes, Nomadland has gotten a lot of critics' awards, but I don't see one particular film as being the one that's like, boom, taking that, boom, taking that, boom, taking that. Golden Globes really set the stage for what's starting to build momentum while not setting this – while not being like the obvious like, oh, this is what it's going to be. I think we're going to have some – um uh some we're gonna be on our toes and that's what i'm excited to see um but until aid gets back i want to pose a question to you guys before we get started into our nominations this year because of covid we have had to adapt dramatically and one of the biggest ways we had to to adapt for award shows literally i think the grammys was like the last one that was like full on and now we don't even have that we, we don't have the Grammys push themselves back. The Golden Globes push their things back. SAG pushed their thing back. The Oscars themselves pushed it back. And look, here's Abe again. How do I sound? Beautiful. Okay, then I have to be carrying the mic in my hand for a whole hour. I'm so sorry. Again, we're going to try to make this as snappy as possible. But anyway, uh, now that Abe is back, I was, I was just telling them, Abe, 
since last year, Grammys was the last award show that we think we had in person. I could be wrong on that. It's the one that I remember. And the Golden Globes a year later have had to adapt, pushing their thing back. So I wanted to pose the question to you all with what it being virtual and kind of socially distanced tonight with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosting. What do you guys expect to see? What are you, are you guys uh, excited? Are you guys trepidatious? What are you feeling when it comes to this new, this brand new way that we are seeing the award show? Is this something we could be excited about? Or is this something that you guys might be like, okay, I can't wait till we get back to the regularly scheduled program next year. Dan is our guest. Would you like to start? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. The Golden Globes are considered the, the largest party. They like have this party where they're eating and they're drinking and they're having a good old time. And we're always end up with these crazy acceptance speeches and people doing all kinds. Of so now we're going to have hosts in a room somewhere or a studio somewhere announcing things. We're going to have a camera with somebody. So they get to have their own little party wherever they are. The Emmys kind of did that and it, it seemed to work. So maybe uh, this will work as well. And with the the uh, not being able to kind of predict, like you said, there's so many different things going into this where it could be people that nobody could think of or people that are kind of gaining momentum and then people are losing momentum. So you could have some interesting picks for winners and, and that could end up with some uh, amazing moments. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the seeing the, the craziness and hopefully that aspect of the Golden Globes still remains with these parties and people being at their own houses or wherever the groups uh, that they're staying. And, and, you know, with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, you know they're not going to be boring. No, they're not, and I agree with that. Although it's going to be weird because with their chemistry, they work so well, like, right next to each other. But they're not even going to be in the same place. They're going to be tele-hosting from, I think, opposite sides of the country. I could be wrong on that one, yeah. but they're not even, like – near each other malcolm so you've heard that too yeah, I that. yeah um yeah so like the emmys was the one that i i think emmys is the first award show that they did um via zoom slash a little bit of audience with jimmy kimmel in in a studio uh, theater doing the monologue and all that so no i think they were the ones that showed that they could do um this this is going to be interesting because, like, um, as Manning said, like, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are going to be in different places. So how that's going to work, I don't know. But this is one of those ones, like, I've got to enjoy watching it regardless uh, because they're both really good comedians. And I agree. Um, so, Abe, for you personally... Um... How excited are you to see how they how Golden Globes goes about doing this? Obviously, this is completely different than what we've had in the past for obvious reasons. But are you excited to see how they do this? Or are you just kind of like? Eh. <laughs> I think you just described my perfect opinion. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, let's, eh. I honestly, I don't like see watching things on Zoom. It, I understand why they do it or whatever. You know. It's, safe for everybody but it's not excited it's not that excited that i totally forgot the golden globe were today until manning told me <laughs> yesterday i don't know what i thought they were in march you know what what was my date for 28th it was the last day for movies to be released for oscars so i really do not like i say why 
I know what why they're doing it, but I I'm not excited to watch it. Like to see people on screen, that's why. Like if I want to see people on little screen, I think the I think I still like I don't know if it's old school, but I, I kind of appreciate the glamour that goes with those award shows, you know, the celebrities and everything. It's kind of what's fun from them. Other like for the normal people. Because we're those guys that watch, I don't exactly. know. Yeah, like two hundred people, like two hundred movies a year and everything. Like for those awards, like the movies we like care, but like for the normal I don't see the normal audience caring that much for that because I think the red carpet is like it's very well watched for most award shows because well, there's a little bit walking and people and we leave a word that we uh people focus a lot on celebrities. Which is whatever you think about it, it's true, and and it's it's even now like I don't care about them that much, like watching them. I'm gonna watch them because I guess that's my job, or kind of. But I um I may you say I may have to hold something like I'm not excited at all. I hope they pull it off. I hope they do a good job. But like other than that, like meh. like I prefer. Uh, that's why I'm hoping for the Oscars. Like. At least get the nominated people in there. We'll have a show. And Maybe a shorter show because the circumstances, but like. I think they finally might be able to have a shorter show for the Oscars, although, and that's never happened before. So we're going to see how that pulls off. But you had mentioned that you yourself are not as excited about the Golden Globes tonight, or at least how they're going to be presenting it. I think this is the year more than anything else, especially with the news that broke and about how uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press really fails when it comes to minorities and people of color uh, and how it kind of shows these kinds of, these are, while it's nice to have a Golden Globe nominee or Golden Globe winner in front of your movie or in front of an actor or a trade of some kind, I think this kind of goes to show it's going to be about the merits and less about this and the substance of the win more than the actual flair or the style because they can't do much about it. You're not going to have uh, a more someone's going to cut to someone else for a reaction. They're probably not going to think about it. We're not going to have a live audience reaction for jokes that may come out. You're not going to hear these things. They might. I don't know. They could throw in the lap, throw in the lap track, but I don't see that happening. I mean, um, what they could do but they which they may not because they don't want to be seen as copying what the Emmys did. What mm -hmm. the Emmys did they had um they at for the opening monologue um for either Fallon or Kimmel it was one of the Jimmys that hosted at that time. Um Kimmel. But um what they had is they had a pad shot of a audience but it turned out to be um and then Jimmy came out to host it, but um, it turned out the pad shot of the audience was from a previous um, um, got oh, nice. um, Emmy, Emmy Awards because um, it, it, like he said, oh, pause it, pause the video. It's like, how am I in this audience while well, I'm on stage at the same time? Um, and so I don't think they can do that again. But what they did do is each TV show. By the looks of it, they had their own sort of party. They all had their own get together, mm -hmm. um, and that so they got to be at least in the same room. They still paying for some some reaction shot when they won and all that. Whether or not they do that now, because I don't know what um, on each different states on the um, on what their requirements is for COVID at the moment at this stage. Um, some places might be able to do that, but some probably won't. 
Yeah, I mean, if anything else, they probably might have the movies grouped together. Like you were saying, like they might have like to do the Emmys and have like this movie's here, this movie's there, that that TV show. Because let's not forget, Golden Globes also have TV. While we will not be discussing the TV in, per se, they will in fact have the the winners for TV here. Instead, they might have everything grouped up accordingly to like movie, TV, all the cast and the crew for this one is in this section. They're going to accept the awards and have their own party over there instead of it being one giant super spreader if you will um but anyway so that's kind of what we're discussing i'm curious to see what it's going to look like tonight again this all may be mute by the time tomorrow comes up because we will have absolutely seen what it what, what it turns out i'm curious more than anything else i'm very curious to see how they pulled this off more so than excited than any than then or like you know or like oh god not this again i'm more just kind of like hmm i'm curious so i guess the end curious is the emotion that i would say i possess at the moment i'm, I'm curious about how many jokes we made about someone um being muted <laughs> over under at least at least four over under four then i'm gonna take it sorry i was muted uh, I, i'm saying at least four that's what i'm gonna say um anyway all right so let us get into the actual nomination predictions because that's honestly what the thumbnail says and that's kind of be what the title says. So that's what you guys are here for now to kind of discuss the show transpiring. So right now we all have our gold derby. That's kind of what we use to kind of get our nomination processes in to see tabulations. We're going to start off with best song and what we think is going to be the winner. Now, if we have a personal preference, we can mention that, but that's not the focus more along the lines of what we think is going to win. This is not a personal uh, choice. This is more what we think from a... Um, uh, from a numbers game, from a numbers standpoint. So, check yourselves in. So, Abe, we're going to start with you, sir. We're going to go kind of like what I did introduction-wise. So, we're going to have Abe, Malcolm, Dan, me. And that's how we're going to have it. So, we're going to start off with you, uh, Abe. Tell us a little about who do you think is going to win for best song. And for those unaware, best song is currently Speak Now, One Night in Miami, Hear My Voice, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Tigress and Tweed, United States versus Billy Holiday, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah, and uh, the life or scene from the life ahead. Okay. So I have two choices. Well, only one's going to win, but I think there's two good ways to make an argument, and I'm going to make one for one, and I think you guys are going to make one for the other one because I think they're both possible. I think Tigress and the Tweed from the United States versus Billy Holiday can win, and I want to tell you why. Tell us. Because some will be up for a singer. <laughs> I think that makes sense. You know, like if in a so weird year, like you have to go with some kind of tendencies you get. You know, what one last year. I wanna love I wanna love you again. I wanna love me again from Elton John. Uh I cannot recall another song of singer. But you know, you know, there's you can see some things writing on the wall. Uh and I think that can happen. I think uh, my second one will be One Night in Miami because out of the five uh, pictures nominated, I think that of Chicago are the ones nominated for drama. I'm correct, right? Yeah, both of them are for drama. One Night mm -hmm. in Miami, and I think uh, it's a stronger song from uh, Speak Now than what it's for Chicago 7. So both of them. But if I were to pick one, I will go with Tigers in the Tweet. However, I think I'm wrong. But... <laughs> I'm going to roll my dice and say that. 
honestly, this is what it is, rolling the dice, because Golden Globes kind of sets the bar for certain things, even though while it's not an indication of the industry, it kind of gets the ball rolling on what people are thinking about. Malcolm, what about you? Um, yeah, having not known anything about these songs, I listened to these songs no. um, early when I was setting up these gold derbies, so I, was like, so I actually knew what the songs were, and out of the five, I think Fight For You um, is the better song out of this, um, partly because I think the song itself is an important kind of talking about all the culture and stuff that is related to that movie, um, which I still haven't seen yet, but I'll get onto it at some stage. Um, but and I think the one that could maybe give it some challenge is Speak Now from My Night in Miami, just because it is Leslie Odom Jr. singing it, and he's already nominated as well, so he may get a double one. But I think I think the same was happened to uh, Cynthia Erivo, maybe? I don't know, but yeah. For Harriet. She, she was nominated. I don't. She, just, she didn't win, I don't I, think, but she I, was nominated. Yeah. Um, that that is very true. That could happen. Um, that is a very strong song. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, um, both Malcolm and um, Abe said some good things there, but uh, I I strongly believe it's going to be speak now for one night in Miami for Leslie Odom Jr. for the fact that he's already nominated best supporting actor. This way, they can give him an award and not give him best supporting actor and give that award to somebody else, but still give him an award and that's why i think and that's what happened with uh lady gaga where she was nominated for best actress in musical and comedy or whatever and best song oh they gave her best song you know right am i wrong on that or uh they did give her uh, best I mean, song yeah but i mean it's it was, i think it was one of those years of which um shallow was a really standout favorite yeah, team, but i yeah. think the other songs yeah, were right. even close so what no, were the I think be a different <laughs> no you're right that was i mean everybody was singing that song i mean literally everybody walking down the street was singing that song uh where i was living but uh yeah so i'm speaking i'm saying less than only june for when when i in miami but uh mike uh malcolm you could be, it could it could sneak up on us, fight for you for Judas and the Black Messiah, but also Tigers and Tweed because Andre Day is an actual singer playing a singer in a biopic. So that could be like these all these categories have so many options that you could go with. And it, it's a toss-up. It really is a toss-up. No, and I agree. I think Dan, you said it right, this is a complete toss-up, mainly because we really don't know. There hasn't been a front runner, as, as Malcolm was saying. Shallow was like taking everything when that when that song came out. Like it was nominated for a Grammy that year for best song, uh, maybe best record of the year, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it, there isn't a there isn't a song like that this year. There isn't a song like that at all. Um, and I'm not sure if that's the quality of the films or just kind of COVID not having a cultural or no film having a cultural zeitgeist. What were you going to say, Dan? There is a song that I'm shocked it didn't get nominated. It's the song for um, um, Fight for Democracy, uh, the documentary on Amazon Prime, um, that about Stacey Abrams. There's a song in there that's a great song that didn't even get nominated. That Listen to the song from that movie and see what you think. I think that song is really good. 
but and I I think A would would be the one to sit first one to say to my and I'm pretty confident he would agree with this that somehow somehow in some strange world that uh, Eurovision did not get a song in here like what is this what is this <laughs> I yep I, I would be the first one to say that uh, yeah. anyway. What I think is going to win, unless A would like to comment upon that and said he disagrees, no, but I don't I, think he would. I, I wasn't getting that number. Can you imagine those guys getting up on stage, singing a song, and then having a win? Rachel McAdams and, and, and Will Ferrell get accepted trophies for the win. I mean, I, that'd be amazing. That'd be crazy. I, okay, so for me, best song is I'm gonna kind of gonna go ahead and agree with Dan. I think Speak Now would be a great place to 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 let Leslie Odom Jr. win. Or not let him win, excuse me. I think that'd be a very deserving point because he is, at his heart, a beautiful singer. Um, and I think that this would be a great place to award him. However, Fight For You, I think, is also one that's like right there that could also be the one time that Judas and the Black Messiah wins, maybe, depending on if another category is the one that, you know, takes it as well, too possibly we'll get to that a little bit later uh, i think right now hear my voice would be a really upset and i think it would show the strength of chicago seven i don't see that be the case and honestly the life ahead kind of is just happy to be nominated um but yeah that is currently what we think is going to be happen so me and dan are speak now malcolm what were you again uh fight for you fight for you and then abe you were tigress and tweed correct all right, so this will be interesting then. We could, we're, there is no big consensus. The most consensus one to speak now, but I'm curious because I could see any of these three winning. Um, all right, going on now to best score, and that is that is Soul, that is Tenant, that is Mank, that is Midnight Sky, and that is News of the World. So, Abe, tell us, educate us, which one is going to walk away with this? Yeah, man, I don't have to make an argument because I think I, I talked about soul, soul scores in the last episode like for 10 minutes, so it's going to be Soul. It's the best one out of it. I think it's the most, the one you remember when you hear it. Like, I know which, well, maybe because the movie is the only movie that came out of jazz. You know, if Soul had a song, it would have won Best Picture, Best Original Song. The song would win Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I was going to comment that uh, usually the Best Original Song, it's kind of a popular contest. Like it's just really the song that it's linked to that the blockbuster that animated movie that musical they bring. Like if the release schedule was was uh, was normal, like I, I bet you it's probably gonna be in the Heights song or something like that. But yeah, I do think I think it's gonna be so. So I won't keep talking because I make my argument less episode you did and i and i agree and i think and i well i won't say what i've never mind uh you like jazz uh malcolm tell us what do you think is going to be winning score which i think honestly is not the best score year in the world but it's a solid year for score which one do you think is the one walking away with this um yeah a lot of these like scores to me are really not overly memorable like I'm struggling to, struggling to remember the scores for any of them um, at this point, but I think I think the one that I'm going to give it to is Soul, just because that is the most recent movie that came out, and, um, and if 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 I'm trying to remember the scores, I can't imagine why anyone anyone else would remember that. Um, and I mean, 
I personally don't think the tenant score is good. I don't think it should have even been in the nomination. <laughs> uh, sir, I disagree with that completely. I love that tenant score. But you know what? This is why we have the podcast for people to disagree over school film scores. Um, that's the only reason. Uh, no, uh, Dan, what do you have? Yeah, I have Soul winning as well. But I'll tell you what, that tenant score hits you over the head with a sledgehammer when you're watching that movie, even in the trailers. It's just like loud, like, I can't, obviously I can't do the score because that did not sound like the score, but it was my, in my brain I was doing the score. But that has a crazy good score, Tenant does. But also Mank, I think, has a good score in a subtler way. Uh, but yeah, soul, it's soul all the way. No, and I think this is this is going to be a default, if you will. Uh, I agree. I think this is souls uh, to lose, but I would not be shocked at a mank coming out of nowhere and just being like, thank you. Um, but I think might speak to the power of mank because mank did get a lot of, I mean, right now, I think I'm predicting it to get zero. I don't think, which is weird considering Mank got like the most. I could be wrong. I could look at my list and be like, oh, wait, no, just kidding. I'm like, mm, never mind. But like still, of this year. it could, it could easily get zero. I don't have it predicted at this moment. I looked back again and I was like, mm, no, hold on. But like still, I think that's a testament to wow. I think Mank might be a consensus of like people to like, but I don't think it's one that people are going to all gravitate toward and be like, yes, Mank, the best score of the year. They might see Soul and be like, this has jazz and we love jazz. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. Uh, but anyway, next one we have is best foreign language film. We have, all right, Abe, I'm going to see if I'm going to see if I can get this. Okay. Another round, La Llorona, two of us, Life Ahead and Minari. Abe, did I get the pronunciation right? And what's gonna win? That's the best Spanish I've heard since I heard my mom talking right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here. I'm here all day. I, I, look, same as so. I think we. I think we're gonna agree that it's gonna be uh, Minari. Minari. I'm not Japanese, so it's Korean, right? So it's Korean. Uh, yes. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I I think oh my light went off. I don't know. Why. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, I don't think we have to do much of the argument. We know it's going to get nominated at Best Picture with the Oscar more than likely, so I don't think it's kind of a Roma parasite situation right here. So. Agreed. Minari, the foreign language film from the U.S., what do you think is going to win, Malcolm? Um, yeah, um, it's a, it's got to be Minari at this point because, um, one, it was eligible for the drama section, so it's gonna it's so it's going to win somewhere. Um, I haven't seen any of these. Um, I actually tried to see Mint Seminary last week, but I forgot. Um, but we'll try and see it this week. All right. So, but Dan, is this is this kind of like do we need to hold our breath? Is this Minari? Well, I'll tell you right now, guys. If this was the Oscars. You could you could probably predict a different film than Minari to win this. Um, because I feel like Another Round is a phenomenal film and deserves an Academy Award, but because we're talking about the Golden Globes and Minari's in there, 
you got to give it to Minari because Minari is not going to. Um, I mean, it's got it's got some nominations in some other categories, but this is their way of saying, ah, look, we gave Minari a Golden Globe, the the picture itself, the movie itself, and an award, and but another round. Keep an eye out for another round for um, the Oscars because that could be the the winner there. I've seen four of the five, and of these five five Minari is my second favorite. Another round is actually my first favorite starring Mads Mikkelsen. Um, so, but because of what the, what the Golden Globes do, it's going to be Minari. Well, especially since Minari, I don't think it's going to be, is not going to be nominated for a foreign language film because technically I don't think it fits under that. Nope. Umbrella. What, what, what is the word? It fits under that umbrella, if you will. Um, but yeah, this is Minari. Leo Logan, who's in our chat right now, agrees it is Minari. And I completely agree. I'm not even going to try to... <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything else. It's just contrarian at this point to say anything otherwise. Minari is going to probably take this in a landslide, after, especially after the fiasco we talked about a while ago. They're probably going to be like, take it, take <laughs> it. Um, but yeah. Best animated feature we have. We have Soul. We have Wolf Walkers. We have Over the Moon. We have The Croods, New Age. And we have Onward. Is this another one that's self-explanatory, Abe? Uh, I, uh, yes. I don't think I have to. I think we all know. Give me an S. Give me a no. Oh, give me a U. U. It's going to be Soul. There you go. S O U L. I gave it all to you, sir. Like I'm, I'm not a cheerleader, but I gave it to you. All right. So, and Malcolm, do you agree with? Do you agree with Abe? Yeah, I mean, I personally liked Onward better than Soul, but I do think Soul is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you said, of course. Like, yeah. Malcolm. I thought you said. I never said you. I didn't. I never said I didn't like Soul. I do like Soul as well. Oh, no, no, no. But you always have those those, those hot takes as the people in Twitter say. <laughs> you got those hot takes. Dan, do you, have, do you have a hot take for this one? Yeah. Or is this just well, Look, guys, I don't think it's as cut and dry as you think. you got to remember who we're talking about here. The Hollywood foreign press. Emphasis on the word foreign. What's the movie? From another country, Wolf Walkers. They could go with Wolf Walkers because they want to reward Cartoon Lagoon, and that's based in another country. But I think it's going to be Soul. Just saying, I just wanted to be put that out there. There's a chance that Wolf Walkers could sneak up here and steal this, but I, because maybe Soul got best score, like oh, we're good Wolf Walkers. Best animated feature. You don't know. You know, Golden Globes do some weird things, but I believe it's going to be Soul. I'm just saying, I'm just putting out that. Just keep an eye out for Wolf Walkers. And Wolf Walkers is a phenomenal film. I've seen all the animated films here, and Wolf Walkers and Soul are neck and neck with each other for the best of the animated film of the year, in my opinion. But, so there you go. Now, yeah, I th I'm looking back, and let's not forget Missing Link won last year. It beat out. Uh, a Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, The Lion King, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Uh, so so I, I would not 
put it out for them to not pick the Disney feature. However, that said, Soul has the momentum at the moment, and they could completely be like, yep, we're going to give it to Soul. We gave them score. We're going to give them uh, uh, animated feature as well. So I think they're going to go with Soul. But again, Dan's right. Look out for Wolf Walkers, and that might that might bring a shift. We don't know, but I'm going to go with Soul because it's the it's the what's the word? It's the safest choice. And I have some other instances where I'm going to uh, throw my dice and we'll talk about that later. The next category we have is best film screenplay. Now, WGA, in fact, announced their nominations. And I'm going to get that up in a second when we come back to me, just so we have what the WGA actually said for their nominations. But film screenplay for the Golden Globes, we have Trial of the Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, Mank, The Father, and Nomadland. And I'm just doing these in no order in particular, just to show not to reveal what my current nominations are, because I'm looking at my gold derby now, and it shows what I have ranked, and I'm not going to reveal it, so they're in random order. Abe, actually, you know what? We're going to switch it up. After every four or so, we're going to switch it up. Malcolm, Dan, me, then Abe. So we're going to kind of keep it up going and keep it people on their toes. So Malcolm, what do you think is winning best film screenplay? Um, yeah, this is where yeah, I'm going to throw my dice a little bit because yeah. I because I really like um, Promising Young Woman and I think the screenplay is really good. So I think that could put pull off an upset here and take out the win. All right. Well, there we go. Hot take. Dan, do you have another hot take? Yeah, well, I, I believe it's a two-horse race. I mean, Malcolm wasn't really going out that much on a limb. I think it's a two horse race. I think uh promising young woman is in that, in that race, but I think the front runner right now is trial of the Chicago seven. Cause Aaron Sorkin is not going to win for best director. So how do they reward Aaron Sorkin and trial of the Chicago seven best screenplay, just like they did with Leslie Odom jr. This is their way of spreading the love. Even, Emerald Fennel, I mean, she's gonna, she's got a little legitimate shot to win Best Director, but also the screenplay could win. But I think it's gonna go to Aaron Sorkin because he's got director and he's got screenplay, and this is their way to give it to him um, because his picture's got a lot of nominations. So does Promising Young Woman. But uh, I think the crazy, the crazy pick here would be Mank, but I, I don't see that happening. Okay, there we go. For some reason, I kept re-muting me back. But what I was going to go say, yeah, Globes, absolutely, like, I think he's won. I don't know how many he's won off the top of his head, so, but, like, off the top, top of my head. But Aaron Sorkin is, like, a god amongst the Golden Globes, so they will worship at his altar and, and give him that Golden Globe, I think, more than anything else. Because I think everyone can agree that the writing was stronger in um chicago seven in the directing not saying the directing wasn't bad it's just saying the writing was superior and i think because that's where sorkin shines he shines as a writer and it's a great screenplay however malcolm you mm, <laughs> if he wasn't aaron sorkin i'd be like absolutely promising young woman how with how much they loved it i don't think anyone expected a promising young woman to do as good as it did promising young woman is an amazing film i love promising young woman i finally got a chance to see it and it is amazing um and the girlfriend saw it, and we were just like, this is fantastic. We love the character of Carrie Mulligan, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, we love the entire screenplay. It's a really well-directed film from Emerald Fiddle. Uh, 
but I think she probably might win depending on where momentum is. She has a chance at winning WGA more than the Golden Globes. Uh, and I think the Golden Globes is almost Aaron Sorkin's wrapped up in a bow and ready to be sent off. But I could be wrong, and that could show the weakness of Chicago 7. But at this moment, I'm going to go with Chicago 7. And because I mentioned before, I'd tell you what the, each one is. Or excuse me, I'd tell you what each one uh, nominations were for the WGA. Uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay, we have Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, News of the World, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger, the movie from Netflix, which I saw once I saw the nominations, which I can also say is a very well, well done film. Um, and Best Original Screenplay, Judas and the Black Messiah, Palm Springs, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. If Aaron Sorkin doesn't take that, I can easily see Emerald Fennel getting it. I'm actually surprised that Mank did not get in. <laughs> I just realized that. Wow. <laughs> hey, was uh, was Jack Fincher was he up a, able to be nominated? Was he That's a, a great question? Of the Writers Guild to where he could have been nominated, Malcolm. I I mean I don't. Know. <laughs> I will investigate that right now but first abe you tell us what your pick for is for golden globe's best screen film screenplay and i'm gonna do some investigation abe apparently well abe. <laughs> we abe lost was... abe for a hot second so in the meantime i'm gonna i'm going I'm, I'm gonna do this right now and tell us all where oh nope here he is just kidding i'm back <laughs> okay. I was having a conversation on the screen. And uh, live. Uh so I think it's gonna be trial to go, sir. I uh just for the for the uh, little fact, Aaron Sorkin has been nominated six times before tonight. He's won two. Uh this is the seven and eight nomination he has got for in for director and red. Uh but I think it's gonna be Aaron Sorkin. I would like to see Emerald Fennel winning for Promising Young Woman, but I, I think that's where the... Promising Young Woman is a, an original screenplay, right? And I'm mistaken. Yeah, you just said it. Yeah, but uh, I think it's where the where the balance goes. I think it's going to be Aaron Sorkin. Well, and also, this can set the stage for what wins at the end best film drama, and it's probably going to be Trials of Chicago 7, you know? Like, whatever wins screenplay, I think it can win drama, even though Nomadland seems like a good choice for that. I think Trial of Chicago 7 is going to win. Um, Manning, uh, yeah, um, oh, sorry. I'm still looking right now. I've actually just looked at uh, and yes. I actually found an IndieWire article which kind of talks about this. Because another one I didn't realize was missing until it was mentioned in this is Nomadland, but, but that was considered ineligible. Uh, um, okay. but, uh, I'm, I'm still reading down there now. So, um... Oh, you're right. So this year, they say this year's ineligible list was massive, what IndieWire was saying. And one of them was Mank and Nomadland, it looks to be. Um, so there was a massive list of those that were uneligible, uh, which I found find is interesting considering we're in the middle of a pandemic and they're worried about ineligibility. So sorry, everybody. Um, Gotta be in the guild. I know. One of the few ones to do that, which I find really interesting. Um, all right. So we're going to go into best film director. Speaking of directors, we're going to go right into that right now. So we have Aaron Sorkin, as we mentioned prior. 
uh, Chloe Zhao, David Fincher, Regina King, and Emerald Fennel. Malcolm, who do you have? Um, as much as I kind of wanted want Emerald Fennel to win here for promising a woman, um, I kind of have closed out because she does have. Um, I believe she's got the momentum going in. Um, and and I've heard just nothing but good things about Nomad Land. I've still got to see it. Um, it's just not it's on right. anywhere at the moment. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dan, what do you have uh, for the winner? I think I think we might all have the same one, but I'm curious to see what you have. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think one of the one of the ones that are as close to a lock as you could get is is um Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I just this I just think this is their way of starting that ball rolling for Nomadland winning a bunch of awards. And this is the first one I think they're gonna get and they're gonna reward Chloe Zhao. I mean, this is an absolute masterpiece of a film in my opinion. It was my number one film of the year. So uh I'm gonna definitely pick Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I, I I think this she has won the most critics groups, I believe, uh for a director. And I think out of almost any individual person has won the most awards for a, a specific category. I think this is kind of gonna be a Chloe Chloe Zhao more so than like, you know, almost anyone else. Aaron Sorkin could, but I highly doubt it. Maybe this is a Fincher, maybe this is maybe this is Emerald Fennel, maybe this is Regina King. I'm not sure, but I think I'm more confident saying Chloe Zhao more than anyone else. Um, what about you, Abe? Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be Chloe. And he's been the, I guess, predictive front runner for a while now. Since I've been checking Gold Derby for most of the awards, like since October, I've seen, I keep seeing her name pop out on those, like at the top of most, every, of most, of everybody's list and I haven't watched Nomadland because I haven't gotten a VPN to work for Hulu. Uh, but I do think like I do think that she has she has a front runner and I think it's gonna be interesting because if she doesn't win I think that changes the I don't know how much it changes the momentum of the race but it you know it can sway something. Uh it's it's hard to believe like in a well the most experienced director here, it's David Fincher, and he's not gonna like you know it's kind of crazy. The year that like uh, feels a little bit easier, Tony Binns is respected with more, uh, I would say, common director players. Like he's not gonna win, but yeah, I think it's gonna be Chloe. So no, and. I think this is going to be the like out of every everything else like this might be the one that's the most like out of all the below the lines or not that's not below the lines but all the technical places or technical awards this might be the one for it to be um um Chloe Zhao more than anyone else um yeah. anyway um while we're still on talking um something I actually just um found out that out of Aaron Sorkin's last um screenplay nominations he's got at the Globes, how many has he won? Two. Did he win for uh, the Netflix, uh, the Facebook movie? Yeah, Social and he's only, he's only won twice out of his last, out of his eight nominations he's had at the Globes. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And that was for Steve Jobs and the social network. Oh, he won for Steve Jobs. I forgot about that. Yeah. He won, he won a bunch of West Wing, right, Malcolm? Oh, I don't. I, I mean, I only looked up his film nominations. I don't know about his um, TV nominations. Yeah, because I know that um, there's no screenplay, screenwriting for the Golden Globes. So more than likely, like, if he did anything, it was for the Emmys more than anything else. Um, they're very actor yeah. heavy, as we know, for the Globes. Yeah. They want that. They want. They want that star power. Yeah. I mean, especially for the TV side of things. Anyway, I don't really have a screenwriting per oh, okay. se. Okay. No director, no. editing, no. nothing. What awards for the for for Emmys would be West Wing? I'm the sure 99? he won. I knew he won no. an Emmys before, but I don't know how many. In 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2003. Wow, that's impressive. West Wing was uh, great. It was an amazing show. I still love it to this day. Oh. But now we've gone on a sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, sidetrack. Anyway, best film supporting actor. Uh, we have Daniel Kaluuya, Bill Murray, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jared Leto, and Leslie Odom Jr. Malcolm, are you going to surprise us? Who do we got? Because I don't feel like there is a clear front runner for this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're all in agreement here. I think Jared Leto is winning for the little things. Alright, guys, we wrap it up. We're done. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. I've, I've not seen that movie, but I do want to see it just because I'm curious. But honestly, after watching One Night in Miami for the first time a few weeks ago, um, I do think Lizzie Odom Jr. will win this. You're muted. Oh, and we lost Manning. Um, Dan, what do you have for this full yeah. sporting actor? I'll be honest, Malcolm. I I, I would love to see um, Leslie Odom Jr. win for One Night in Miami because I think he's fantastic. But I don't think he gives the best performance in that film. I, I think it's uh, Kingsley Ben-Adair. And I believe after watching – uh, Judas and the Black Messiah at the Sundance Film Festival virtual film festival. Daniel Kaluuya is going to win this award. It's the most out there performance, and he's like, he gives these speeches. And um, yeah, I, I believe it's Daniel Kaluuya, and I and I love Leslie Odom Jr. and when I'm in, and I love Sasha Baron Cohen in um, in um, Child of Chicago Seven. Um, but I think is correct me if I'm wrong. Is Sasha Baron Cohen in another category or no? Sasha and is in another category. Well, Sasha's got a second chance. Leslie's got a second chance somewhere else. Sasha's got a chance somewhere else. Jared Leto might as well just go take a long walk off a of short short pier. And Bill Murray, uh, just you know, Bill Murray. Why is Bill Murray in here? Happy just happy to be there. I think yes, he, exactly. he was funny. He was funny on On the Rocks, but this is Daniel Kaluuya, in my opinion. I, I'd be, I'd be shocked if Daniel Kaluuya did not win this. That's just my opinion. Okay, so oh, well, apologies, everyone. Um, <laughs> this mouse is so finicky. Literally, I just kind of scroll, looking at some predictions over here, and then it, I just literally do whoop, and it goes to the page i had beforehand which was the page to set this entire thing up so it kicks me out of here so i apologize if that happens because this thing is finicky you you sir are not a nice guy 
get your act together or I'm going to replace you. Okay. I'm sorry about that. to see that. All right. So I, I, I'm really torn. I agree with both Malcolm and Dan. I think that Daniel Kaluuya is starting to build momentum as someone like, Hey, you've got an Oscar nomination before for get out. We want to award you again in some capacity, maybe, but I, for some reason I can easily see the golden globes being like, Hey, Leslie Odom Jr. We love musicals. We loved Hamilton. Here's another one. I can easily see them doing something along those lines. I might change it last second, but right like in my official predictions, I have Leslie Odom Jr. just because I think that's something they would easily do. While I think Kaluuya could take both SAG and both, you know, BAFTA, and then he could also take um, the Oscar. And I might go with that, but at this point, I don't know. I really don't know. And that's the hard point. That's the hard thing. And again, I, Bill Murray came out of nowhere. I don't think so, but he came out of nowhere. I'm going to flip a coin. And right now I'm going to go with, um, uh, um, I'm going to go with Odom Jr. But I might switch it in the next hour or so. So Abe, what do you have? Uh, I, I find this one extremely hard because I think, uh, well, not that hard, honestly, because Jared Leto is out, Bill Murray is out, so it's a three-horse race. And uh, as, as Dan mentioned, that Sasha has a nomination in another category, so he can be, and he's probably going to be rewarding that in Best uh, Actor, Musical, or Comedy, which makes no sense, too. Uh, but I think it's going to be Leslie Autumn Jr., because I don't see any chance of him winning for Best Actor Drama because that one's probably gonna go to chat chat with Bosman, which I was will gonna talk later. But yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Leslie. I don't know why I keep calling people with their first name like we, we know each other. They're we, your buddies. Yeah. Well, sorry, I had to close my blind over there because the sun is literally giving this really awesome reflection where you can't even see my face. Um. I'm actually going to go last second. I'm switching right now to Daniel Kaluuya just so we have some discrepancy on the panel. So we have two and two. And I'm excited to see which one's going to be because why not? This is I'm not confident on any of the acting categories except maybe like one. Actually, well, not, in, not counting the comedy. Those are kind of almost self-explanatory. But for the main ones, I think there's only one that's real confident in. And this is one I'm not. So I'm just going to switch it right now, right here on the podcast to uh, Kaluuya. Uh, but anyway, Best Film Supporting Actress, we have Amanda Seyfried, Olivia Coleman, Lynn Close, Jodie Foster, and Helena Zingle. Now, I will say it is Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Uh, Seyfried. It is Amanda Seyfried. I'm like I'm, I'm 100% sure it is Amanda Seyfried. I have now figured that out, everyone. We may call her Amanda Seyfried. I literally looked up an interview where they asked her, and she said as such. Um, but... What do you think, Dan? We're gonna do we're now we're gonna do Dan, me, Abe, and Malcolm. What do you have, sir? I'll tell you what, you this is one of the toughest categories of the entire award show to predict. I've seen every one of these. Um I've seen every one of these uh awards, I mean movies that this that are in this category. And they all give great performances, including Glenn Close, including Olivia Coleman. But I just think they're going to give this award to somebody new. I think somebody who's who's done a good job for many years, uh, who, who kind of gives a really good performance. She gets all dressed up, has a different hairstyle, has all these costumes and stuff. And I believe it's going to be Amanda Seyfried. I just, I just believe she's got it. 
But this literally could go to any one of the five. Um, Jodie Foster is fantastic in the Mauritanian. And she gets, she has makeup and she's got a hair, a wig, because she doesn't look anything like the woman she plays in the movie. And so uh, they could say, oh, you did a great job, uh, Jodie Foster. We're going to give it to you. You know, or same thing with Glenn Close, you know. So, but this literally could go to any one of the five. I believe it's going to go to Amanda Seyfried because I just, I'm kind of rooting for her. I agree. I'm I'm rooting for her as well, too, because she's been a, a consistent actress that has not had a lot of awards buzz. And uh, Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman won two years ago for The, wi for, um, uh, the Wife and uh, um, uh, The Favorite in drama and comedy class musical respectively so they have a golden globe under their belt and i don't see jodie foster winning or helena zingle getting in for the win so by definition it would be amanda seyfried so i'm going to say it is her and i'm semi-confident but not at all confident about that whatsoever so my bet will be uh amanda seyfried uh abe sir who do you have for best film supporting actress uh amanda seyfried why? Because I don't think the uh, the race is that close, or like it's not that strong of a movie. Sort of, uh, there is not a like movie sort of words that you know it's gonna be highly recognized. And I think Meg has a higher profile profile out of the five. Well, the father, Lindsay, but Olivia Coleman already won. She's probably gonna win for the crown. Is she nominated right now for the crown? Is she? Yeah, so she's probably going to win that. And, and you know, I've become a fan of Olivia Coleman's speeches. I hope she wins more awards because it's going to be hell of a couple of the couple with, I don't know, three, four years she could start. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Amanda because we're friends, Amanda, you know. Yeah, you're you're tight. Well, tell her I said hello and she did a great job in Mank. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Malcolm, what about you? Um. Yeah, Um. this is one that um tap is once again Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman in a category together up against each other so repeat on Love the it. <laughs> um but um just like what you were um considering with um supporting actor for me it's either Glenn Close or Amanda Seyfried at the moment I'm sitting Glenn Close but I might do a last minute change to Amanda but um but yeah, I think being close has the momentum, and I think the Hollywood Foreign Press probably will may give it to her again, just because the Oscars keep um, leaving her um, behind. Which begs a quick question before we move on to the comedy uh, section, but... Amanda Seyfried missed SAG. She's on the BAFTA shortlist, but she missed SAG. Mank missed SAG, save for Gary Oldman. It missed uh, uh, both for her, which people thought was the front runner, and it missed for Ensemble. Do we think, in some strange turn of events, that Olivia Coleman could win a second one, or the other consistent one that we've seen, Glenn Close? Do we see Glenn Close finally winning an Oscar this year after the snub? That, or maybe not snub, but more of the twist that we had, and that when Coleman won for the favorite? I mean, I think it depends on if Glenn Close does sneak in to get nominated. Well, I don't see any reason why she wouldn't at this stage. Um, one of the movies that has come out that may not have been eligible for the Globes may sneak in, pushing her 
a little bit out. Um, it, but to um, confirm Abe, um, Olivia Coleman is nominated on the TV side for The Crown. So mm. I, so that could be a reason why we don't see her winning here. That could be a possibility. Any other thoughts you guys have on the possibility of Glenn Close maybe winning an Oscar this year, or is this kind of uh, a for, far thought? Yeah, the um, I mean, she's the best part of that movie, but that that whole thing with Olivia Coleman a couple of years ago, it's such a huge deal. It it made national news and it was like a a big thing. So this could be the Paul Newman deal where Paul Newman doesn't win for the verdict because of uh, Ben Kingsley wins for Gandhi. And they're like, okay, it's, we're going to give it to Paul Newman this year for the color of money. This could be that deal where like, we're not going to have this kind of controversy anymore with going close. We're giving it to her for hillbilly elegy and we don't care. And she could she could sneak in there and, and grab that uh, Oscar because of like we're sorry. Here you go. Now, which brings up another point, I will say, yeah, uh, was like <laughs> it's like the year when um, uh, um, uh, James Stewart missed out on uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which arguably I think he should have won. One that year, this is a 1939, so we are way, way in the back. But he won the following year for 1940 for the, for the Philadelphia story, which actually you can actually find um, uh, on uh, the YouTube channel here, Take Free Productions. <laughs> we recently, uh, both uh, Kristen and Matt, talked about it. So, haha, plug. Um, but there have been consolatory Oscars about, hey, you, you, we didn't get you for this role, but here's another one. Or, hey, this is a role that kind of like the Al Pacino where this isn't your best role of all time, but we're giving it to you as a sense of like, here, you are a great actor. Take this Oscar. So you have one to your name. That could be it this year. And I just thought that'd be an interesting thing to talk about because Glenn Close kind of wish we thought once he'll be an elegy kind of went. I thought her she was dead in the water, but she's gotten Golden Globe sag and the BAFTA shortlist. Don't count yourself out. And critics. So she's actually good in that movie. I mean, Emmy Adams is a little over the top, but going close is actually pretty good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all right. Yeah, that's the one you keep falling asleep. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have um, uh, best film comedy musical slash best film hmm, best film comedy slash musical actor. We have Sasha Baron Cohen, Dev Patel, Andy Samberg, James Corden, and Lynn Manuel Miranda. For Hamilton. All right, so we're gonna again just for since Abe, you weren't here, we're gonna go Dan, me, you, and then Malcolm. I'll tell you that this is a category that I believe it's Sasha Baron Cohen's gonna win this. I would love Dev Patel to win this. This would be a beautiful day if Dev Patel won this award for me. But it's gonna be Sasha Baron Cohen because he's not gonna win Best Supporting Actor because of. Uh, the people that he is in there with, and this is how they're going to reward him. Plus, think about this. What's the funniest movie of the year? You, the category is best film, comedy, or musical. They hardly ever award comedy. This is a funny, funny, funny movie, and part of it is because he is so deadpan as this character of Borat, and you know, I want to see him win. That's you know that's the bottom line. Plus, I love how they make fun of Rudy Giuliani. 
what an entire situation that was. Oof. Um, uh, for me, I have to agree. This is going to be easy. Sasha Baron Cohen, Lynn Manuel's not taking it. They're not going to give him for Hamilton. Um, I don't see them doing that. I think it's more of like a, we love you. Please come listen and watch our show. Be on the zoom call. Uh, we have just imagined all their faces in the little zoom boxes. I don't, I think that'd be funny. Uh, we have Dev Patel, who's also happy to be there. Andy Sandberg, and then James Corden, who's very, very happy to be there. Um, yeah, because I don't think otherwise he would have gotten in. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Abe? I happen to agree with that. Yeah, like, as Dan said, I think it's the, like, the more, well, Pond Springs is also comedy, but it's the most straightforward comedy, and I do think he, he changed in that mode. Like, it's his film, and Borat is, like, that would be crazy. Well, the Godfather part two. He's not going to win for an actor, but it's crazy to think that he's probably going to win as a sequel. You know, playing a character he has played before. Has that ever happened? Like, someone bending the sack. Yeah, Paul sequel. Newman. Paul Newman. Oh, the Color Money. Fast Eddie Felston. He, 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 didn't, he didn't win for The Hustler, and he wins for The Color of Money. Oh, it's a sequel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I only watched The Color of Money. I haven't watched The Hustler. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I think it's going to be tough. Malcolm, what about you? I feel like I have to be different now. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, you don't have to. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I thought Palm Springs was funnier than Borat, um, subsequent movie film. Um, personally, and I do like David Copperfield more than both of the, those. Um, but I do think it's going to be um, Sasha that's going to win this. Um Purely for the fact that, especially with the how poli- politically charged the uh, Borat is, um, then I think it caused enough controversy that um, the Golden Globes are going to award it. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah, and that 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 is that is a strong possibility for that to occur. Um, so. For you all, I, I this film, best film comedy slash musical actress, this is one I think we all can easily say almost in one breath, I feel like at least. Um, I could be very wrong, um, but I will hold off uh, and I'm going to have uh, Dan once again uh, start this one. Um, Dan, tell me right now, who is it? I think this is going to be the one that's an upset. I think the one that, that should win and will win is not the one that everybody thinks should win because it hasn't, it only just recently came out, but the Hollywood foreign press probably saw this in Toronto at the Toronto film festival. And they were chopping at the bit to give this woman a nomination so they can give her a win. And she's British and her name is Rosamund Pike for I care a lot. And I'm telling you right now, I've seen three of the four. I think two of them don't have a chance. The two I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, plus, everybody's um, trashing music, so forget about Kate Hudson. Um, I know Malcolm's going to sing the praises of Anya Taylor-Joy and Emma, which I thought As she was great I. in the movie. I loved Emma. I think she was great in it. I have no problems with her. There's some buzz around Michelle Pfeiffer. She's a darling. 
Maria Bakalova is the one that I think a lot of people, oh, she's got this. But I'm telling you right now, guys, watch for Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot. She is phenomenal in a evil, evil, evil. She's like an evil woman. And she's and fantastic. So I'm picking Rosamund Pike. That is a ballsy move. And I have to say, I have to give you massive props to that one because I recently saw I Care A Lot, which I did not care a lot for the movie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't, but I thought she was phenomenal. And it was like, and she and her jewel smoking, swindling, um, evil self. And I think she's fantastic. I have Maria Baklova at this point because she was the one person who get all the buzz and has gotten the critics. She has a nomination. She's gotten the SAG nomination by proxy. It is almost certain that she's the one to get this nomination. Now that said, Rosamund Pike is my number two at the moment. And I can see that because the buzz literally, it literally just came out and the buzz is building, but I have the safe point of the moment to say Maria Bakalova because she has the strongest chance of getting that Oscar nomination. And just by proxy, I consider that to be the case of like, Oh, she's going to get it. So that's why I have Maria Bakalova at this time, but that is a nice call for Rosamund Pike. I think if anyone else can do it, it is her. Yeah. Anya Taylor joy, Malcolm. I think she's just happy to be nominated. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that, um, Anya Taylor was nominated. Um, I'm just sad that Emma didn't get more love at the Globes. Um, no, at least a comedy, right? It's got who's best makeup and and do they have uh, 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 costumes and all that stuff? They have great costumes, fantastic costumes. No, I'm saying yeah, I'm, the award. Not at the Globes, though. No. Oh, okay. um, no, 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 not the Globes. No, no, no. Okay, well, we'll win for the Oscar. I'll put money on that. I Malcolm, mean, who do you have I've, winning? But um, yeah, I mean. This is easy. This was easy for me just because she's got the momentum. Um, I think we're we'll back, backlover, backlover. How you pronounce your name? Um, backlover. Yeah. Um, has has got it. Um, I mean, I've not had a chance to see IQ a lot yet. Um, I know it's on Amazon Prime. Just haven't gone around to watching it. Um, Netflix. But Netflix. Amazon Prime for me. I'm, Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, but um, but that being said, um, I've just kind of gone in a circle now. But I've I've got my back, back all over. That's kind of where I'm going with that. Oh uh, no, that's that's totally okay. Um, and then we lost Abe for a hot second. He's probably uh, at this point uh, charging up his uh, laptop at the moment. Uh, so I will get his. We will get his thoughts in a second. Um, but right now we're going to best film comedy slash musical, uh, which we have Borat subsequent movie film, uh, my wife, uh, Palm Springs, uh, the prom music and Alexander Hamilton. Um, he's not throwing away his shot. He is not throwing away his shot because he was in the room where it happened and we lost a great. Okay. Oh dear. Um, so I'll start with, uh, I will start and then we'll go Malcolm and then we'll go Dan. Um, we're going to keep it rolling, keep it fresh, keep it, keep it fancy. Uh, for best film comedy slash musical, um, I think this is Borat's subsequent movie film. This is almost a no-brainer at this point. The one that got the most buzz when it came out, it, it is... It, I think because it's politically charged, the Globes love to do that. The Globes love to nominate and give credence to specifically the Golden Globes more than anything else. Be like, aha, 
they poke fun at you know uh, they poke fun at they poke fun, poke fun at people. Let's uh, uh, empower. Let's give them the praise upon this. And I see them doing that. Hamilton, I think, could be a spoiler because that's something they do. That's very Golden Globesy of them to do. Um, Palm Springs uh, is kind of also happy there. Music ain't ain't got a chance at all. And the prom also no chance in my humble opinion. But this is Borat. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea why the prom is here and, and not Emma or the King of Staten Island. Um, um, music, I kind of want to see it without Globe's eyes to find out what they love about because I've heard nothing but bad things about this, but that's mm-hmm. mostly about the way they treat autism and all, all that. Um so I mean, so for me, the only three ones that even had ever any kind of shot is Palm Springs, Hamilton, and Borat. I'm going Borat as well, um, but I'd love to see like Palm Springs do the upset, or even Hamilton do shut the people, shut the. Hamilton is not a movie, people up. It's not. It's not a movie, Malcolm. <laughs> recorded play. It's a recorded production. If that's the case, then I have my high school production of Lame Is that's currently in a DVD in my in my um Was it was it theatrically released? Or going to be theatrically released? No, but <laughs> Okay, well fine. Anyway, Dan, what about you? I got Borat um winning this. I would love to see Palm Springs win this. But it's Borat. It's 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 the talk of the town. Everybody loves Borat. Plus, I'm gonna keep beating this drum. They're making fun of Rui Giuliani, and so you know it's got to win for that at least. Any making fun of Rui Giuliani deserves to win. And um, uh, again, um, uh, uh, Abe has vanished, so we do not have his um, uh, his pick at the moment. Um, actually, one thing that, um, yes, I that was, um, Leo Logan put in the chat that music has a nine percent on one of the tomatoes. Well, oh, is yes. that the lo- is that the lowest rated movie on one of the to be nominated for a Golden Globe? Yeah, like, in general, or this year? I mean, in general, because it's probably the lowest rated one this year. That's uh, back a long way, Malcolm. I mean, I know well, the tourist I, I, was poorly re- regarded when that was nominated for two Golden Globes or three, excuse me. What was... no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm probably going to look this up. <laughs> that is your objective. Uh-huh. No, your, your objective in the meantime, but... Malcolm, is to find that out. <laughs> um, all, right, all right. So we have best film actor. Um, so with that, we have. Uh, 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 may rest in peace, uh, Chadwick Boseman. We have Gary Oldman. We have Anthony Hopkins, Riz Ahmed, and Tahar Rahim. Um, which I could be butchering that, but I'm pretty sure that it is. No, Dan, is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Woo, fantastic. I can do some names correctly. Huzzah. Um, but yeah, this is one I'm going to say I think is the most not the not the lock. I would not call I would dare not call it a lock. This is still early in the everything, but the one who has the most momentum at this moment. It's Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman has given a phenomenal performance, and I think especially after his passing, there has been a swell of, like, we need to give him some support. And if he gives his best performance of his career in Ma Rainey's Black Bob, in my humble opinion, I think this is the one where he gets um, he gets the love shown uh, for him. And maybe Anthony Hopkins gets, gets this as well. 
as a, po- a strong possibility for that to be the case. But I think Chadwick Boseman has built the energy at this point. Um, and I think that'd be a great, especially even if it's over a Zoom call, like a family member, his wife, maybe accepting that award. Um, that's something that'd be really nice, I think, to see. But uh, Malcolm, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Chadwick Boseman's going to win this. I, I mean, I usually hate predicting like that actors in the past to win awards for that reason. But I mean he is good in Moraine's flat bottom and I think um the Hollywood Foreign Press will probably go well, he's not gonna be able to win anything else, so we'll give it to him um and kind of and have that as a nice gesture to to him. No, yeah, since he he did he did miss supporting actor for uh, Defy Bloods. Um, yeah, this, this is his only chance. His only chance. Um, and I think this might be the case. Dan, do you disagree? Yeah, unfortunately, I have to disagree here. I I, I don't think I don't think Chadwick Boseman is in the top two. Uh, I think he's three of these five nominees. And you know, I've seen all five films, and I'll be honest. Um, I think Riz Ahmed is fantastic in South. Oh, yeah. But I think the best performance that nobody has seen yet, when you do see it, you will realize that Anthony Hopkins gives the best performance of the year of any actor. You will feel what he is feeling. You will be in his shoes on how they uh, make the movie will put you in the shoes of the characters that's how effective they are with getting across his disease and and you you'll be blown away at how effective it is and i think anthony hopkins is going to win and he should win i think he's going to win an oscar i i I feel like he's going to win an oscar for this and i and i and i hate to be the contrarian here and go against chadwick boseman but i don't think peter finch and Heath Ledger were on a different level, in my opinion. That's one of the greatest movie quotes of all time. I'm mad as hell, and I'm I'm not going to take it anymore. Peter Finch, and then Jared Leto, probably one of the greatest, played one of the greatest characters in the history. Heath of Ledger, movie. correction, Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. <laughs> I'm say, everyone, don't get mad. It is Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger gives one of the plays one of the greatest characters in history movies in the Joker and he and he absolutely blows it out of the park and he just happened to die because of the amount of um work that he put into the character. He took some med- medications, he mixed the medications accidentally and and he ended up dying because he really put so much into that character. Uh I and I hate to say it, I just hate to say it. I just don't think uh, Chadwick Boseman's gonna win, and I, I love, I loved him in the film. I absolutely loved him in that film. No, it's- that's okay. No, that's completely okay. This is why it's contrary. You're not saying he's a tar- horrible person. Don't worry. No, no. It's, and I think, and I, and I think that there's a since he is, he probably will be nominated for two Oscars, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with if to Five Bloods gets some, uh, gets gets his groove back in some sort of way. Um, yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I've. Think the five bloods might to might be slowing down its momentum because it missed out on SAGs as well. Um, although I think Chadwick got nominated for SAGs. Yes. Five bloods was, yeah. 
Which why is the only so, reason I think so, he's the only person I think he could be the only only one that will get maybe get through, but yeah. I agree. And I think he's the only one because like, you know, well, I don't think his Defy Bloods one is that amazing. I can see them I could see possibly them being I think if he gets nominated, being like, hey, we'll give you that one, we'll give Anthony Hopkins that one. Because I think Anthony Hopkins to me is no is like is like they're neck and neck because Chadwick Boseman has won a slew of critics awards so far. Whether that's whether whether that's for the quality of his performance or the fact that he's passed or a combination of the of both of them. Uh, I think it's still we don't want to write out, we don't want we don't want to um uh, 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 say Chadwick Boseman doesn't have a shot in, in and of itself because I think uh, this could build the momentum he needs. Um, and I can see SAG probably maybe more than the Golden Globes maybe giving it to Chadwick Boseman um, more so because, you know, he was an actor's actor. He was an actor that was just in a lot of things and made a, made a lot of connections. Um, so I can see that being the case. Um, but yeah, I think Anthony Hopkins is a very strong choice, Dan. Um, also, everyone to know, um, Abe, his power went out. So Abe no longer has access to the internet and is instead has nothing but his phone to communicate with us. Thank you, cellular data. Um, all right, moving along to best film drama actress. We got two more, everybody. Two more, then we're wrapping it up. A little bit over my hour 15, but that is a-okay. Uh, best film drama actress we have Viola Davis, Frances McDormand, Carrie Mulligan, Andrew Day, and Vanessa Kirby. I think, y'all ready for this? I think it's Carrie Mulligan. I think this is going to be where they're going to give it to promising young woman. And maybe I'm on a promising young woman high at the moment after seeing it. But I think what she does, Carrie Mulligan going against the type that she has, she's played a lot of films roles before, but this one is such against the type that I've seen her do in the past, at least for me. And just because Viola Davis has won one, Francis McDormand has won one, um, two. And I think Vanessa Kirby and Andre Day are just there to, and happy to be nominated, as the saying goes. This probably might be Carrie Mulligan's time, and I think this might start the snowball. Malcolm, what say you? Do you disagree? Do you agree? Um, I want to see Carrie Mulligan win. Um, I love Promising Young Woman. But I I do think that um, Francis McDormand will get another Globe win. Um, just put um and this is me just based on the momentum. I've not I've had not as lives I said earlier, I've not even had a chance to see Nomad Land yet. But um but I think Francis does have the momentum, but everyone's talking about who to win. So I'm going for her to win, um, but I'd love to see Harry Mulligan um take it out. That would be amazing. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I uh, I'll tell you, my number one movie of the year, like I said before, is Nomadland. So, in conjunction, I have to go with Frances McDormand because I believe she gave a phenomenal performance. And if you look at the two movies she won her Oscars for, it her performance in Nomadland is completely different than both of those films. She gives a completely different performance this time around, and it's and it's a more subdued performance but it's another great performance and i think it's it, part of it is it's helped by what a great film she's in you know the cinematography the direction that sort of stuff that helps accentuate her performance but i'm with you guys karen mulligan has been gaining momentum slowly and she could be gaining momentum at the right time to where mm -hmm. it may not be for this awards but she could get it for the next ones. 
Yeah. And this is, this is actually Kerry Mulligan's second nomination at the yeah. Globes too. Yeah. So um, I would not be surprised if she started that ball rolling downhill here. And when she won here, she started winning in other places. And then, boom, she wins her first Oscar. But I, I just think it's France McDormand that just – no, that's a yeah, that's a sol- solid pick. I I have for some reason I have a hard time picturing Frances McDormand getting ultimately the end three Oscars. Like for some reason, I guess maybe that's somehow like for for I, I don't because I'm gonna be real. I think Fargo was deserving. Uh, hot take. I think her Billboard one was not one where I'm gonna look back and be like, wow, that is an all time great performance in comparison to her Fargo one. And if she wins for this one, I'm gonna be very much like, mm, but was it the was it deserving? Well, go then, ahead, Dan. And then, then she's will have three like Meryl Streep. And look yes. at how many films she's been nominated for compared to Meryl Streep. Her percentage of wins for the nomination amazing higher than Meryl Streep. So you're saying Frances McDormand is better than Meryl Streep? Hmm. I think Frances McDormand would disagree with you on that one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So that'd be. I mean, that that's some good logic there. No, but I I still think as a as an actress I I still see her you know being in the contention and the hunt. But then don't count out don't count out Viola Davis at all, um, because she's Viola Davis and is a force of nature to be reckoned with in and of herself. Um, I'm trying to think. I think we have one more category, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I've completely lost my tab. I have too many tabs. Let's okay. create some drama. Let's create some best best drama all right some best film drama no wait some best no best film drama we have nomadland mank promising young woman the father and trial of the chicago seven and again no particular order just want to reveal what my picks are so i think we are going to see a start uh, a little of um start to see the battle commence between a couple of films and i think this first one we're going to see is the win of nomadland now could it be trial of chicago 7 possibly maybe it could even be mank i don't think so but it could be i think this is nomadland and i think that this is the point with director i think this will win more than just director i think it's going to win director and picture for drama out of everything and there could be some spreading of the love more so than anything else for Nomadland. And Leo Logan agrees with me. He also says Nomadland, and thank you, Leo. Um, Malcolm, what about you? Um, so on my current um, Gold Derby predictions, I do have Nomadland um, winning. But I think if Promising Young Woman takes on a takes a few awards... That, and that could probably secure No Midland maybe winning. But I think if No Midland takes a lot of the awards, I think Promising Young Woman could sneak in there and win, even though I'm not too sure if it's a drama per se. Um, but we know the Globes like awarding movies that aren't really comedy or musicals. The Martian I, is a great comedy, Most I believe. That. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> My favorite comedies that year. It was funny though. There's a lot of funny moments. It was, but which I wouldn't but consider I, it a comedy. But I mean, I am sticking with uh, my prediction for No Bad Land though. But I think depending on how the awards fall on the night, then it, my 
predictions could change. All right, Dan, bring us home, sir. Well, it's a broken record. You're going to hear it from me again. Um, I, you know, my number one movie of the year is Nomadland. My actually number two movie of the year is Trial of Chicago Seven, uh, and Promising Young Woman's in my top ten of the year. I just, I just think this is a masterpiece of a film. I think it's gorgeous. I think it has great direction. I just, this is the thing. In the times that we're living in today, of people struggling financially, they're they're needing all kinds of help in our in our country. I don't know about Malcolm's country. Uh, I think this is a film that really talks about the, the 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 country as a whole and the struggle that Americans are going through. And um, and this is a woman who lives in her van and she's driving around the country and she's trying to find work and she's trying to find money so she could fix her van and this and that and the other. I just think this is the movie that, you know, a lot of times awards season movies, movies that are being nominated for awards and winning awards and stuff are movies that are like about society as we live in or something that's going on in society or what, what's going on. And I think the movie right now that really talks about what's going on in society is Nomadland. I hate to say it. And I think that's why it's going to win and, and it deserves to win. It's the movie that came out at the right time for the right time and place in America and the world. And I, I just think Francis McDormand gives a great performance and it has great direction by Chloe Zhao. And I believe it's going to win. And uh, again, you have a unanimous panel in that regard. Nomadland for a year that hasn't had a lot of like, boom, this person's out in front. This person's out in front. Nomadland has been just a consistent film. People talk about it. Wasn't one like, wow, this is a far and away above the others, but it was one where people like, Hey, this one's really good. Keep an eye out for it. And I think this could be the start of its snowball effect of like, okay, this wins this one. Then it could win PGA. Then it could win. You could win DGA. Most likely it might, unless we find out something else in the meantime between now and DGA. Cause we have some time. And it's on Hulu. But it is exactly um it is a film that i still go back to not to watch but i like, just think about in my mind and ruminate and i think this is a perfect way to reward it um um but yeah uh those are our golden globe predictions and i know that dan uh needs to eat before he gets to back to work tonight because he'll have to work tonight and i know malcolm just woke up and i can already tell the sun I can already see the sunlight from his window as he prepares for the new day. Um, will you guys be watching the Golden Globes uh, tonight? Or, Malcolm, I guess not tonight, but afternoon for you. Um, I mean, if I can... I don't know if it's being streamed online, um, but I'm, if I'm going to try and watch it if, it's, if I can find it streaming somewhere. But, yeah. Uh, if you have cable, NBC will be watching it. Uh, if you have cable login, you can watch it via NBC Live. Uh, but I do not have it. So we're, I'm going to my girlfriend's and we're going to be watching that because I cut the cord as I was telling Dan a while ago. So I have no cable. Instead, I, I live by streaming services, which by this point, when that happened, there wasn't this many streaming services around. Now there are. And now it's like, is it worth it? But that's another topic for another day when we have just an influx of so many streaming services and it's like, oh my Lord, now Paramount Plus, what are we going to do? Um, first Peacock, now this. Um, anyway, thank you all 
for joining us on this. Uh, uh, Leo Logan, Brian Nussbaum, people who commented, thank you again for joining us. Uh, Malcolm, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on tape through a host, um, Rankham every Saturday. Um, next week's episode is going to be top 12 science fiction movies of the 2010s. Um, you can find me maybe hosting late night on Friday nights. Um, um, and I'm also do the Reactor Summit. Plus, on Full Metal, I host movie trivia stuff. And in a few hours, I'll be doing Full Metal Classic. Busy man, busy, busy man. He's the busiest man on the streaming platform, everybody. Worship at the feet of Malcolm. Um, we also have Dan. Where can they find you? And what are y'all doing? What are you doing over there, over yonder? Well, um, I'm a film critic here in the Orlando area in Florida, and I work for a website called disappointmentmedia.com. Don't at me. I didn't come up with the name. I just write for all of them. That's um, D-I-S-A-P-P-O-I-N-T-M-E-N-T. Media.com. Also, on my own blog, I, I do movie reviews from the fourth row at WordPress.com, and uh, I do two YouTube shows as well. Um, I do Bleacher Features, where myself and a guest we discuss a sports movie every episode, um, and uh, the top five weekly based off of whatever's out in theaters or streaming services. And we, I just get a guest and we we rank our top five based on that topic. So if, if um, anybody wants to be a guest on either of those shows, just message me. or And you can always find me at Dan Skip Allen on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And you can find me at Twitter at Cine underscore man. That's C-I-N-E underscore M-A-N-N. And as well, you can find my, my YouTube channel, Manning Frames, where I'm starting to put more content out. And I just recently pushed, uh, pushed, huh, posted last week a, a video essay on uh, science fiction films, specifically Evangelion. For those who don't know, Neon Genesis Evangelion was a 1995 show that came out, and I stumbled across it on Netflix. And I thought it was a very well done, well flawed film, and I, or show slash film. And I encourage you all to go check out that video essay, if not the actual uh um, show on Netflix. Um, it's something I put a lot of time and energy to. So please go give that a listen. Go give that a like. Go give it a watch. Um, if you've heard of that before, you watch that video, you will want to watch that show based on watching that video. Matt Manning thank you. does a phenomenal job at that. I, it's like, I had to say that. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, and uh, I plan on trying to do some more stuff because Honestly, with a part-time job and a full-time job, it is hard to get a regularly scheduled thing on for the side. So I'm going to try to find a way to counteract that and make sure I have some content going on. But please go check that out. Thank you all again to listing this live stream. This will also be available um, on um, Anchor Podcast, on Spotify, and uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, later, once we finish off this, before I go watch the Golden Globes, I'm going to get this on there for you guys to listen to for a little bit. Uh, obviously, this will all be null and void. I'm curious to see how we go up with eventually what happened tonight. But that's why I want to do a live stream to get it out. Thank you all for joining us. Ooh, is this going to be an hour 30 exactly? Thank you all for joining us. Not really, but you know what? That's okay. We were close enough. <laughs> uh, thank you all. Have a great rest of the night and take care.